recording now. Bam. All right. I'll do the intro. The intro is whatever. We really need to like figure out like a proper intro at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a, a pre-made intro. But uh, for now, I'll just worry about the intro later. Maybe I'll like steal our intro from like our older episodes and just slot it here. Uh, oh, there you go. If that's okay with you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, as long as it works. So, yeah. uh, Steph, today following... Oh, that's another thing we need to figure out as well. <laughs> we need to give a name. I was thinking like the year of the gay because we're just going to be talking about queer games for most of it. But we need to have like I'm a name for, for this uh, expedition. I like it. The year of the gay. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's like uh, the hidden the hidden uh, Chinese year. <laughs> yeah, the year of the rat, the year of the bull, the year of the gay. <laughs> the year of the dyke, yes. <laughs> yeah, the year of the dyke. Uh, so following our, our year of the dyke. <laughs> That's actually really good. I mean, maybe I'll make an intro for that and put it in the other episodes. Um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, another very queer game called uh, Get in the Car Loser, which is um, a very good game uh, that I enjoyed a lot. Um, and it's one of those games that, like, unlike uh, the previous title, which we covered, uh, Super Lesbian Animal RPG, this game is a bit of a harder sell because yeah. the gameplay is not accessible. <laughs> it's not easily <laughs> as accessible. Uh, but it's still like a really good game, incredibly polished. It has like really in-depth mechanics, which I think uh, is a great selling point, right? Because we talked about this, like most queer games are just point-and-click adventures or visual right. novels. Yeah, most are just visual novels. So having a game that is a game is pretty cool. Uh, do 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 like a lot. And to boot, this game is still receiving support. They released one DLC earlier this year, uh, and they still have plans to release two more DLCs. So it's like, it's very nice to see a queer game that is just not like a experimental thing. Like they release it and then they go on to do other things. So yeah, we will talk mostly about, um, I guess what we're going to be spending most of the time is, is really just talking about mechanics because that's like, the biggest differential, right, stuff? Because you yeah. couldn't get into the game very well because of the mechanics. Yeah, that's probably the biggest non-selling point for me, and and I'm not going to take anything away from it. It's a great game. It's got great art. It's got, like, really engaging music. There's a lot about it that is very lovable, but for me, the uh, battle mechanics especially, it gets too repetitive too quickly, so it wasn't, like, a hard sell for me. I, I feel like this is something I'd play, like, in my spare time, but it wouldn't be something I'd be, like, daydreaming about during the day to get to play. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is interesting because one of the things I can say about this game where I don't really vibe with uh, as far as the mechanics go is just how the battles are so inconsequential to the mm -hmm. game itself. Like the game and the the story definitely feel very disconnected. Um because let's go to the basic synopsis of the game, right? So the basic synopsis is that it is a fantasy world uh, where God exists and God wants to protect humanity. And in doing so, he made like a, essentially, you know, like a, a governing body 
uh, called the Holy Order, which is supposed to protect the humans. The problem being is that, uh, like any, you know, uh, position of power and authority, or like, you know, an institution of power and authority, they're very much into protecting the status quo and not mm -hmm. doing much actual protecting, just kind of just, you know, posturing more than anything else. So the evil, like, villain of the game comes back every a thousand years and tries to destroy humanity. And ten years after it has, like, made like, living on Earth a living hell, a destined hero shows up to drive away the big demon. Uh, or characters, or protagonists, um, are pretty much sick of the idea that they have to wait <laughs> until the bad thing happens for them to actually start fighting back. So they steal a holy sword from uh, the Holy Order and go to try to kill the big bad guy before he actually comes back. And so the, the whole game is a huge road trip of our characters going through from their hometown all the way to like where the bad guy lives. And the main game mechanic is essentially that you're in a car and your characters are talking to each other and you get to learn more about the characters and you get to make some dialogue choices. But between these dialogue choices, you face enemies that happen upon the road. The issue being about this disconnect is that it's not really important to the story. It's more mm -hmm. like your guys are having a chat and then the combat happens. <laughs> and then you beat the combat and then the chat goes right back. So it's, I'm, uh, it's I'm very... I'm going um, to say yeah. that the one of the big issues that I had with this is because... Um, I don't have an issue with like these road trip style games whatsoever because obviously if you look back to our episode with uh uh was Highway or Road 96? Road 96, yeah. Road 96, right. I I loved that game. Like I played through it multiple times. It's not the it's not the travel or like the road trip aspect that I had an issue with. It was with Road 96 that felt like yes, when you did get into some form of like combat or i guess there wasn't a lot of combat in the game but like um actually having to deal with issues you had the choice to do it and it kind of like flowed naturally like with what you were yeah. doing within the game world and with this one it was just like okay you're in the middle of this super serious discussion and then the game gives you the option to go into battle but nothing yeah, about the battles because, ever it, changes either so it, it kind of feels like no. you're missing out on important dialogue for no reason it's it's very tacked on. Yeah, you're right on that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're having, like, conversations with your characters. And mm -hmm. essentially the way the game works is that you're, you're always moving on the road. You're always moving towards your destination. And every time you press space to go to the next line of dialogue, you move one kilometer along the road. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of dialogue. So, like, every time you move through dialogue, you move closer to your goal. Um, the problem is, is that you get to pick between uh, three lanes on the road and each lane will have different either encounters or like a, a rest shrine so you can get your health back or like a random event and you can pick between these three lanes. Um, mm. But the way the combat works or the most of the game works is that while you're talking, eventually while you're pressing space to, you know, go through the dialogue, you're also moving the car forward. So like your character could be literally in the middle of a discussion with someone and then bam, combat. And you have to deal with that combat. And once you deal with that combat, the conversation like keeps going on like nothing happened. And it's mm. one of those situations where like I really felt like combat was 
like very inconsequential to the you know <laughs> like great nature of things because characters do talk about um fighting the enemies but combat in of itself is never like like you know as frame of reference you know like super lesbian animal rpg which is the game i covered earlier combat mm -hmm. is like a very big motif of the whole game because you're adventurers and your whole thing is about defeating monsters and monsters have a little codex where you can read about them and it's like it feels very RPG, sure, but it does feel like combat is like intrinsically tied to the game. Where this mm -hmm. one, you know, there is very little mentioning of, oh, we fought that, or you know, like we're fighting these things, or how common it is to fight these things. So it really right. feels like you're having a road trip, and every like five six minutes, you stop to play a mini game. And then you can go back to having a road trip. <laughs> well, even more than that, like there are ways to skip around having to actually go into battle. So if you make the mistake yeah. that I did when I restarted myself, um, I went through all of the dialogue. And then literally after that, I could do nothing but go into battles until I got through enough to open up the next act of dialogue. So <laughs> this know. game doesn't really do a, a very good job of like kind of keeping time with how these events are supposed to play out. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, because it's like you're having a conversation. It's actually there's like other weird parts. So like for for example, one part that always stuck out to me is that you're essentially like you're you're having a discussion with one of your party mates, and they start getting really serious. Uh, but the, the before they start getting serious, um, our protagonist makes sure that her best friend is sleeping on the car. Before they start talking yeah. because she's going to, you know, say some stuff that is like very deep and emotional to her. And then as they're talking, they're like, oh, is she still sleeping? Okay, yeah. Um, so this is how I feel. And then all of a sudden you have a combat encounter during that. And her friend is up and about fighting monsters during combat. <laughs> and then yeah. you go back to the, the car <laughs> and then she's still sleeping now, I guess. <laughs> it's very, like I said, disconnected. Yeah, imagine having a friend that li like literally only wakes up to fight people and then goes back to sleep. <laughs> I kind of feel <laughs> like, like if, the if most... I was a battle master, that'd be me. But on the other hand, like from a realistic <laughs> standpoint, uh, it's, it's a little strange. It's like uh, like the most uh, insane version of sleepwalking, sleep battling. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's, like, there's XP and gold to get, so you, you just get up from your bed and go fight monsters and immediately go back to sleeping. Well, it kind of reminded me of like, um, I, I have that really bad habit of when I'm playing tabletops wanting to play like this kind of like himbo barbarian because it's a very easy thing for me to role play. Um, so it's <laughs> kind of like what it came across to me just in that respect, like... Oh, yeah, a whole lot of shit's going on around me. I don't really care about that. But hey, a fight and jump in, get into that and then just be like, all right, now I'm going to go back to rest. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking more about the point about the game being a road trip and again, um, you know, like bringing back attention to our old episode on Road 96, which is a road trip game. Um, I, I don't know, because you haven't played through a whole bunch, right? You got to act two. Uh, uh -huh. The game is spaced out in four acts, plus the DLC, of course. Uh, and I managed to beat the game on standard difficulty uh, about like 12 hours, 10 hours, just about. A lot of the my time spent was making builds and testing out like different strategies for characters because I enjoy doing that because I'm crazy. But it's it's a relatively <laughs> short game. And I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that this game is, is a road trip. Like your characters are on a road trip. 
but it's not really a road trip game. There's none of the the cool like you know marks about road trip about visiting places because like the whole game is built around that right like when you finish a combat you get to see like a postcard of what whichever character was most important in a fight and like did the most important things so you get to see a little postcard of them visiting places and doing things while in the road trip but the game itself you don't actually do any of those cool road trip things of meeting new and interesting people or visiting like you know important unique places in the world it's much more about just understanding characters and talking about characters and a lot of it is incredibly queer which i do love like a lot of the Mm -hmm. dialogue um do center around uh queerness and being you know queer because uh the bad guy of this world is (sighs) the writing in this game is very (laughs) heavy-handed let's just put it that way (laughs) So the bad guy in the world wants to eliminate all degenerates, I say with air quotes, which just really means anybody that is not, you know, straight white cis. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of the dialogue is about queerness and wanting to be accepted and wanting to be proactive in the acceptance of queerness. So that is really good. It's just that uh, even though the game is a road trip, I don't know if I would classify it as a road trip game. Not really. I I wouldn't. And it's just because even when you do get to those rest stops, when you're kind of like trying to understand the world, a lot of the information that you get is from people that you'll literally never see again. Um, So that's how you kind of like cotton on to the fact that there is this force that's trying to remove the quote unquote degenerates. Um, But you don't really get to interact with the world in a meaningful way. And I I really, really don't care much for that that's one of the reasons i liked road 96 so much was because yeah you ended up these you were always going to the same end game but you got to make these interesting stops along the way where you got to like explore and interact with the world and get to meet new people that you'd eventually come across again but with this one it 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 felt like the stakes were so low with everybody that you interacted with because there were so many people that you literally never crossed again and I don't know. To me, that just makes the world a lot harder to engage with if I don't feel like there's stakes for the decisions I make. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason why that is is because, uh, as I've said, it's not really a road trip game. It's not really a world building game. It's not an exploration game. It's very like self-centered. Like the yeah. game really at the end of the day is about, you know, insecurities, self-doubt and mm-hmm. uh, acceptance of your own queer self. Uh, so like they, they're really not going for something that makes you like want to care about the world. It's more wanting to care about the characters, which right. speaking of uh, the four main characters are amazing. They're really well written. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, compelling characters. Um Although it is because it is a game that is focused solely on these characters, it is a bit of a slow burn because uh, the first act is mostly just about meeting them and understanding who they are. And then later on, you get to kind of like really get comfortable with them and and see them really coming out of their shell. Because it's funny, like the way I'm talking about this game, uh, because we're focusing so hard on negatives, it almost might seem that I didn't like it. (laughs) <laughs> but I actually quite enjoyed it. But it is a slow burn. It's funny because I think um, <laughs> if you look at the messages I sent to Steph while I was playing this, it was like uh, 7 p.m. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to play this game again. And then at 9 p.m. I was like, 
this game I hated, but it's weirdly engaging. And then at midnight, <laughs> I was like, I'm hooked to this game and I can't stop playing. And then it was me at like 4 a.m. saying like, okay, I beat the game and I, can't, I really like it. <laughs> so you do, you, you do have to give it time to actually like engage with it because I'll say I'm, I'm not young, right? I'm not like, I'm not a youngster. <laughs> a lot of the dialogue in this game feels very Gen Z-like. It reminds me a lot of Tumblr, like dialogue between people. It's a lot of um, very militant, very um, swag, <laughs> very you know, very uh, uh, modern people using lots of uh, acronyms that I don't fully understand and being it, very. It reminds uh, me of face. every time we've ever been in a uh, group on Discord, and it's been with a group of people that were younger than us, and they'd like send these memes and jokes, and we're like, "What are these Zoomers doing right now?" <laughs> I don't get that. Yes, it felt I feel like exactly that was probably like that. both of us with this this video game like that's cute and i get that there's some humor here but i'm really too old to understand all the nuances so i feel like i'm missing yeah something. yeah it's weird because you know drawing a comparison again to our last episode in uh super lesbian animal rpg um like the dialogue in that game was very was very succinct you know it was mm -hmm. very like timeless uh, right. It was very quirky and funny, but uh, but a lot of it was you know very timeless. It's just very, very straightforward. Very you know like characters talk about how they feel. They crack some jokes here and there, but you know it's 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 very timeless. This one is filled with you know like like people literally saying out loud uh, like uh, acronyms and then being you know saying something is lit fam and stuff like that, <laughs> which I just like uh, like. I I never seen in a video game the the three letters TBH more than this. <laughs> like the whole dialogue feels like a Discord conversation between people, and that is mm -hmm. fine because the dialogue is good. It's just that like it, it's like the way people talk and interact with each other is very much a sign of like how um how it's it's made by and for a younger generation I would say, but a lot yeah. of the message in it is very like timeless. I think um, you didn't get it that far. But during Act 3, I think Act 3 might be one of my favorite, like, monologues slash dream sequences I've seen in a game in, in a long time. Um, where the whole point of it is that your character, your main character, which is a trans girl, is essentially getting to a point where she's disassociating really hard. Because she, you, you spent a good chunk of time in Act 2... Um, getting to know a new member of the crew. And then at the end of Act 2, you beat a bad boss. But then at the start of Act 3, your character feels really bad for two reasons. The first reason is that she's really into this new character that joined the, the team. And she feels bad about liking her because she likes her in a very, you know, I guess, <laughs> biblical way, <laughs> you could say. She, likes her. <laughs> she thinks she's hot and she thinks she's being predatory because she's trans, so she feels conflicted about liking her in like a very, you know, bodily, um, sexual way, because she thinks she's being really, really predatory. And at the same time, she's also like concerned because, you know, like when you fight the big bad boss, she, your character, the main character, the protagonist, is a healer. And she thinks mm -hmm. like, I can't really do much compared to these other people. And she starts thinking really poorly of herself. And it's, it's a whole like diatribe on 
um, trans experience and queer experience, and it's really good and it's really heavy and really deep. Um, but to get to that, you also need to play through the game, which is where I think this game will lose a lot of people because the mechanics, while fun, they're really, uh, really unique. <laughs> to put it simply, <laughs> yeah, there. Um, I feel like it's one of those types of battle situations where if you're the type of person that wants to have to plan every move and be in charge of every single event that happens, this is the perfect battle system for you. If you're someone like me yeah. who really doesn't want that much responsibility, it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, even on easy difficulty, which we figure out later, mashing like the attack button until you win is not really feasible. Mm -hmm. Like, not even in the first act, much less in the second act, and definitely not during the third and fourth act. Because this game gets hard, like, actually requiring you to look at your builds, upgrade your equipment, see, like, who has which attack. So I think this is a good time to talk about a bit about the, the combat mechanics, because it is, like, you know, 50% of the game. I was about to say, we also need to really talk about uh, managing your build. Because having yeah. to constantly craft an upgrade is one of the reasons I got annoyed so quickly. Yeah, the game starts with an overbearing amount of tutorials, which mm -hmm. is needed because it's not an easy system to understand. I which, honestly, I, I feel like even though I didn't have an issue with it, uh, because I managed to play through it, I can imagine several ways where the upgrading system could have been handled better. Um, right. Because so here's how it works. This game plays very similar to one of the latest Final Fantasies. Characters have three sets of actions they can take, and you can flip through these sets of actions uh, during combat. But once you equip these actions uh, before combat, that's all your character can do. So if your first action is to heal, your second action is to attack, and your third action is to heal again, that's like the only order you can do those movements in. So mm -hmm. most of the combat or most of the game mechanic functions around getting the gear and making sure people are equipped in the right pattern. So like you want to start with healing or do you want to start with taunting enemies? So like uh, your tank gets to tank all the, all the attacks or do you want to start with something that does big damage so you can kill, you know, smaller enemies really quickly. That's like most of the game is like figuring out this pattern uh, of how do you want the fight to go? And that is mm -hmm. fine. That is fun. The problem becomes with the equipping and upgrading said equipments. Because the way it works is that you get points for killing monsters, getting into combat. And then you use those points to buy special packs that come with 10 random items. Which is fun. Great. 10 completely <laughs> random items which you have no chance of actually picking. That part of being random is not so much a big an issue. Because the packs are relatively cheap on their own. Um, and you do get 10 of them. So the likelihood you get the one you want is pretty high. The problem comes with the fact that once you have an item, uh, an item will have a level. So most of the items start at level 1. And then you can buy them at level 2. But before you can buy level 2 packs that comes with level 2 items, you need to upgrade the level 1 packs. And to upgrade them, you need to go into the menu, go into your equipment, select individually each item, and then you have to sacrifice other items to bring these level 1 items to level 1+. Plus. 
And once everyone in your party is wearing one level plus gear, then you can buy the level two packs. Mm-hmm. And that system is so convoluted because <laughs> you need to go <laughs> into each little item and upgrade each one of them. And the price of upgrading stuff just gets more and more expensive the higher level up you are. So like once you're like level five items, you need to like sacrifice like 20 items to get them to level five plus. And mm-hmm. doing that to every single item in every single slot of every action of every character is very time consuming. And very confusing for most players. Even though I understood how to do it, it would still take me like 40 minutes in the shop just buying stuff and sacrificing stuff to get everything to level up. It was very... It it grinded the game to a halt every time I had to (laughs) upgrade like equipment. But again, it was also kind of neat in a weird way, which is why I'm conflicted. It's neat because different level items will have different uh, effects. So, like, at level 5, you don't get heal anymore. You get splash heal, which heals all the characters, but heals them by a small amount. So, because I needed to get level 5 to beat stronger enemies, it made me switch up my tactics. Because I'm like, oh, these attacks are different. They do different things. So, I need to actually stop and make a different build. So, that is fine. I guess it's just the whole upgrading (laughs) system that takes you, like, 20 minutes to do for every single item that sucks. Well, and the thing with that is... In order to want to engage with a game that mount with upgrading, that has to be something that you enjoy anyway. It it just does. Yeah. Period. For me, it wasn't. And when I was complaining about not being able to get through very much of it and you were kind of walking me through the upgrading, we did that once and I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. I'm not working this hard for five (laughs) minutes of dialogue in a game. I'm just not. So I think that's why after a a couple of minutes into act two, I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere for me. Like this is not, this isn't the type of game that makes my soul happy. So I'm just going to let Jackie play it and tell me what happens from here. Yeah, so that's an interesting way to put it because like uh, I streamed this game for Steph and a couple of our friends in Discord mm-hmm. and Steph absolutely disliked the whole like making builds idea uh, yeah. while our friend Lila, who was watching, she said she was very into it. She liked, you know, opening the packs and seeing what equipment fits better on each character and upgrading She's got all a of brain them. like yours, though, and I just don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this will, this will hit people differently. I think the biggest issue here is that the game doesn't really have an easy mode. Because here's how it works. The game functions very similar to, the late, to one of the latest Final Fantasies, where, like, because you're, like, each character has three sets of actions that are tied together with each other characters and you press a button to switch them. The game has a combo system. And it's like, if you can manage to like do all of your attacks or do most of your attacks and then switch and then do all your attacks and then switch and do all your attacks, you get more combos. The higher the combo, the higher the damage. Um, so the game really you know, prioritizes you um, mixing in quick attacks with slow attacks to do more damage and really trying to get the a feel for like really getting everyone to do one action at like a Mm -hmm. reliable pace. Um, Easy mode, the only thing that easy mode does is make combat slower by half, by like the half the amount, which is already pretty bad because if you don't enjoy the game, you want the combat to go faster so you can be done with it faster. So easy mode, like only it makes it the combat easier because it gives you more time to think so you can like really like select what you want to do without having to worry about breaking your combo, but it just makes combat last like twice as long. Yeah. So it's not there's no way to like avoid having to play the game. 
which like you know uh, super lesbian animal RPG gives you an easy mode that makes the game like essentially a visual novel where you walk around because the combat becomes very straightforward, incredibly easy, and enemies stop trying essentially. So you can mm-hmm. just kind of you know engage with the story and be be happy that way that you're just engaging them with the story. Um, get in the car, loser doesn't have that <laughs> get in the right. car losers like easy mode just lets you engage with the game but a bit easier but you still have to worry about upgrading your gear making sure you have the right builds and all that stuff so there's mm-hmm. no way to bypass the game in this game right yeah and it's i, I feel like i say that with a lot of games but it's not a bad game it just isn't really <laughs> my style um and yeah. that's because i'm not so, like if i'm starting a game i want to pick a build and stick with it and play it for better or for worse with this game you absolutely cannot do that or you'll just keep no. getting knocked out over and over and over again so you you kind of have to consistently do this like rebuilding and rebranding and like getting these different cards and trying to figure out like what makes things perfect so you can just get through the battles and for me I want to enjoy the battle I want to enjoy the dialogue I don't want to have to kind of make a decision between those two um so I feel like that's probably my biggest complaint with this game is that you can't get the dialogue without figuring out how to min max your battle character and that's just that's not for me and the and the bad part is that the combat is also so inconsequential to the dialogue that I feel like if they had an option to just skip all combat, the game would still be really good because the dialogue is so really too. good. Yeah, and it's a great There's a story. lot of like dialogue choices too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'm not knocking it for anything else except for the fact that you can't get around the combat and the combat's just a yeah. slog. I mean, it just is. No matter what you do with it, like even if you do everything perfectly, you're still going to have to get through a lot of really boring rounds of just taking your yes. enemy down to zero. And uh, to me, that's just not an investment that's worth it. <laughs> that is a great point, which I didn't think about before. But like the amount of combat padding this game has is actually insane because mm-hmm. um, while I was streaming it, I remember being like very... Uh, surprised at you being surprised at how quickly I killed an enemy because right. I spent like the, the essentially it was like here Steph I'll play from where you left off so you can see a little bit more of the story on act two and while I was streaming it I legitimately spent 40 to 50 minutes just upgrading gear and buying gear and making sure mm-hmm. everyone was like fitted really well for start of act two and once I did that once we started act two I managed to beat an enemy in like less than 20 seconds it was really quickly because like i had like all the upgraded and in the best optimized gear possible but then the issue becomes that it was the best optimized gear for the start of act two you would need to do more optimizing before you get to the end of act two and you need to kill a lot of enemies to get the money to optimize your 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 gear so you're going to be doing a lot of like little combats along the road just to grab money to upgrade your gear and that's the thing right. of all in all if you don't mind that kind of stuff like if you don't mind like you know turn based combat not necessarily turn but like you know active turn based combat and you know like you're getting through like some you know like it's essentially like if you're the type of person that gets annoyed at like the ending of like a pokemon battle and you just smash a button to pass through like the fact that like oh your pokemon gained the level oh you got this item the, this game has a lot of that 
But like you, you start the game, you have like uh, like you start combat, and the the music starts, and then you have like five seconds before you can use your first skills, or you can just swap to like second set if you're like really in a rush. But essentially, you have like five seconds of just waiting until you can do like your first set of moves, and then after that, you kill the enemy, which can take like between twenty seconds to full on like five minutes depending on the enemy. And then once you beat the enemy, it plays a little jingle music. It brings up the menu that tells you how well you did. And then it brings up a postcard showing like a funny little picture of what's happening. And then it brings another thing telling you how the party went. And then you're back on the road. Now imagine doing that roughly 40 times per act. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's a That's drain exactly of time. my point. <laughs> it is. It is hard. But that's the issue because the dialogue is so good. I felt like I most was like a like a like a hostage because I was like, <laughs> I don't care too much about the combat. It's just that's the thing. I don't even like the combat. I just didn't mind it. I really did not mind it. I thought it was okay, but I was really like, I really just want to see what happens to these characters because the dialogue is very interesting. The whole concept is very interesting. Like the whole idea of the game is very interesting, and I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to see what happens. But that does not mean the combat is fun <laughs> or engaging. I guess if you like Final Fantasy, you probably think it's really good. Um, but yeah, I yeah, and so. I've I've never played I, any of those games. I keep saying I'm going to, but I just haven't yet. So maybe this is my warning not to. <laughs> if this is how it goes, well, th- this gameplay is very very different from the the newer Final Fantasies. The older ones play more like Super Lesbian Animal Animal RPG, where it's just like basic turn based. You pick what you do. The enemy picks what they do, and then it all goes down. Um, I think it was Final Fantasy 15 or 13. I can't remember that that had a system of like, you know, attack and like everything goes is going on simultaneously and you just get to pick your actions while everything is just happening. It's almost like an mm-hmm. action game, but, you know, you only have a certain amount of turns, quote unquote. Um, yeah, it's fun, but it's like, you know, it's I feel like it's almost like the, the whole upgrading and equipping system really tainted the combat because it could have been it could have felt much better if enemies had less HP and mm-hmm. upgrading was su- wasn't such a hassle. Because <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. boss fights in this game take so long, like obnoxiously long. And I get they why. Do. It's because they, they, they have a really awesome like boss music soundtrack and they really want you to listen <laughs> to all of it. But it's like, it, it gets to a point where like, if you have a, a good build going on, you can like the boss will give you some trouble, but you you can very easily win if you just don't screw up because you you know you only have three actions per character. Mm-hmm. So like there's not a lot of strategizing that goes into combat. Your strategizing goes before you head into combat. So if you strategize right before combat, you win. Like you know yeah. the boss can really do anything if you do a good build. So then at that time it's just you repeating the same actions again and again and again until the boss dies. But that takes like oftentimes will take like between fifteen minutes to twenty minutes. I was just repeating the same action and like mowing down the boss's HP very very slowly. Yeah, honestly, what it kind of reminded me of was uh, my early days of playing. Well, I say my early days. I haven't really played a whole lot since then either because I've got a little bit of trauma. But mm. when I was trying to learn how to play <laughs> World of Warcraft. And it was yes. just, you know, I I have been very blessed to be around a lot of people who 
like really took that game and that world seriously. So they would try and help me. But the thing is, it's the exact same thing. You literally are just memorizing a series of actions and repeating them over and over and over, like ad nauseum. And just like World of Warcraft, you're like slowly building your character up and adding things to that. But essentially, when you get right down to it, like your major battles are just hitting the same buttons or, you know, your mouse keys or whatever it is just over and over again. You're just memorizing a a rhythm and going with that. And that can really, like, weigh you down if you're looking for a little bit of diversity in your gameplay. I think the main issue is that I think you can really summarize most games into being a game where you do the same actions again and again and again, right? Right. I feel like even, like, you know, if you look at Cyberpunk, you're doing the same actions again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what games are. You know, you have a set amount of actions and then you just repeat those actions and that's really all you do. That's true. But worlds like Cyberpunk, like, you have different problem-solving abilities. Like, you can have your character be, like, like It's still the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Like over here is like cyberpunk is like, oh, do you want to use hacking or do you want to shoot people or do you want to be stealthy? This one is like, do you want to set up a tank build? Do you want to set up lead build? Do you want to set up an elemental damage build? Like the choices are there. You're just repeating the same thing. I think like the biggest problem here is presentation is the fact that it's it it looks all the same. It feels all the same, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like because it like stretches on for so long and it's always the same animation is always the same like thing like it just. It just doesn't really like help like a whole lot feeling like you're like interacting with the world or interacting with like the game mechanics because you do spend a long time just pressing buttons. And that's like another issue I have with these types of games where it's like, I think I complain about this where it's just like we have a lot of options. Like all these characters have really cool sprite animations of them doing different attacks. Like, oh, if your character does, you know, a ravage attack, they'll like, you know, slash with a sword. But if they do a smite, they'll throw some like holy like uh, dust into the enemy, which explodes. You don't see any of those while you're playing because you're just Mm -hmm. looking at the buttons and waiting for your cooldown to cool down so you can press the button again. So you're really not looking at all the beautiful sprite art happening like on the main screen. <laughs> you're just looking at the little numbers waiting for them to like go down so you can like be efficient. So with like the presentation like that, yeah, it all feels very samey. You're just pressing the same buttons. Like all the cool stuff that is happening, you're not watching. And even then if you're watching, like the bosses and most enemies HP is just so big that you're eventually going to get tired of the, these same animations, even if they're really good because you're just going to be repeating them ad nauseum. So it like really feels um it really like you said, it weighs down because it's like it's it's the same it's the same thing. <laughs> you're doing the same yeah. thing. Well, especially it doesn't in this feel one like you're doing because, anything different. Yeah, and the battle animations tend to repeat, and the music definitely fucking repeats. Yeah. So that yeah. really like <laughs> it, I think that's another part of it. Like I I can do repetitive, but my God, in battles, was this game just the same thing over and over again, thanks to the music and animations? Yeah, let's talk about the music for a second, because, you know, why don't you sing that song for us, Alice? I know that you... (laughs) There's something in the air, the cloud of dust that trails behind us. That song is stuck into my brain, because here's the thing. 
We talked about how the game gets kind of repetitive with combat because the enemies have such large HP pulls and you only have three movements, essentially, by, by each character. So you're just repeating the same three attacks with each character until the enemy dies. So that's a bit repetitive. And then you have the problem with enemy variety. Um, there's not a lot. I, I think there's like eight, maybe nine, I think. Uh, a lot of them are kind of like unique enemies that you face off once or twice and then you never see them again. So like the the uh, most enemies will tend to repeat themselves, which is kind of repeating as well. So not very good. And then we have the music. So like I said, <laughs> beating the game took me about 12 hours. Of those 12 hours, I think I can surmise that at least half of it, if a bit less than half of it, was combat. So mm -hmm. like about 40 you know, percent, I would say. So like, let's just put down like five, five and a half hours of, of just pure combat. This game has one battle music track. Aside from bosses <laughs> and aside from the tutorial area, there is one battle track for five hours of combat. Do you realize how absolutely <laughs> mind-numbingly boring it gets to hear? And here's the worst part. A lot of combat happens really quickly. And because the music is, is sung... You're gonna be hearing the first two, like the first two lines of the first verse, all the fucking time. Like you're gonna hear, "There's something in the air, that's the trains behind us," and then immediately go into the music of "Baby, we'll be okay." That is the music that you get when you win the fight. So that is gonna yes. be like the only things you listen for for like five hours. Yes. It is difficult. <laughs> it is harsh because here's the problem the music is good i don't have a problem with the music it's very persona like it's kind of like poppy jazz kind of like you know like free-flowing mm -hmm. pop um jazz it's fine it's good um the the other soundtracks in the game are okay if i don't think they fit very well a lot of the times um but yeah they're mostly like really fun uh like one particular and i'll put a beep here is like the the soundtrack you get on gas stations which is like the area yes. where you buy gear and you refuel car it's like a very nice groovy soundtrack with like a, a very weird and quizzical you know bass line that is like very mysterious like i really do enjoy that problem being that like most other things in this game is very repetitive because it is like a 30 second loop like it's really yeah. good but it's only 30 seconds and it keeps looping <laughs> so it's and like no I matter what stop you get to you're not hearing a different track like that's no. literally when you stop this is your that track is, and yeah. that's kind of like our big issue with the um the soundtrack of this game is that there isn't any diversity when you're in battle you get a track when you're on the road you get a track when you're at the gas station yes. you get a track and that's it yeah like there is not a soundtrack to this game like quote unquote yeah I kind of want to buy the soundtrack just to see because I don't think there's more than 10 songs, which is not a lot for a 12-hour game. Right? I'd be surprised like, again, if it was a full 10, to be honest. Yeah, like, like again, I, I have... I, I hate draw, keep drawing comparisons to, to Super Lesbian Animal RPG, mm -hmm. but that game has so many soundtracks. Like, on a, like, like, so many soundtracks to the point where I don't like how they space out the soundtracks. Because it's like some of the best soundtracks in that game are going to be in stores that you spend like five minutes in and you don't ever right. go back into. Like the Leon Magic Shop where you buy spell books. Like that has an amazing soundtrack, <laughs> but you're not going to listen much ones. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like it's again, super jazzy, super cool. Like I'll put a, a little bit of it here. 
but it's like you're gonna listen to the first 30 seconds of that because you're gonna get in there buy your spell books and leave and you're not gonna return for another like six hours when you want to try a different build and then when you do you're gonna enter there and listen the first 30 <laughs> seconds and leave again so like it has yeah. so much soundtrack that that kind of becomes its own problem because it's like Zell has like really good stuff but you can't really do much with it so um th that that is an issue that that does happen quite um quite quite often with with a lot of these games that tend to have like a lot of a, a, like a big soundtrack to it but mm -hmm. this game just has the opposite of that problem where it's like it's a 12-hour game and you're only gonna have like essentially six songs yeah that is difficult that is rough. well it's it was even more difficult for me because the first time i got into battle i really loved that track like i i like <laughs> it's a good it. track i like the lyrics it was a fucking banger but after about the 81st time of hearing it i was like i can't do this anymore i have to put in my headphones <laughs> like i I, yeah. I just i couldn't deal with it because there was just like you said there was no diversity and i'm someone who tends to no. after i get familiar with a game soundtrack anyway i'll put in my own headphones and listen to what i want while i play through it but with i always do try to give it a couple of hours to like you know get the feel yeah. for the soundtrack first and with this one i didn't even last like a full hour and a half before i was like yeah no <laughs> uh, no more i was gonna say and you got lucky because i i am one of those persons where i love video game soundtracks i love mm -hmm. them because I, I definitely do feel like they're going to kind of um set the tone yeah essentially right like i, I keep talking about how like i really really love the the sapphire coast uh soundtrack for for super lesbian animal rpg yes. because you start the game there's no music and then when you walk into the coastline you hear like this very nice like you know full body kind of like very lazy afternoon mm -hmm. um you know like track that is very oh i'm gonna put it a little bit here because i love it so much so here you go it sounds like this it's amazing it's really good yeah, and the the more spaces in that game you explore, the more of a soundtrack you get. Like, it, it's consistently giving you a different tone for every new, I don't want to say scene because it doesn't feel appropriate, but yeah, just essentially whenever you get yeah, to a new, new area, area. Yeah. you're getting, like, a, even if it's the same song that they've just changed a couple of beats on, you're still getting something different that kind of helps you engage yeah. with what you're doing. I, I love that part, and again, too, I don't want this yeah. to turn into a super lesbian anime RPG, like you know, um, <laughs> review again. again. Damn it! <laughs> but but there is this part, right? So you get into the main like story of the game or the main town of the game, and it plays like a happy little town music. But then, mm -hmm. as you go up the mountain to to meet your girlfriend, the music gets quieter, and they remove some of the instruments, and it feels much more. Um, if it, it feels more personal in a way, like it yeah. feels like. You know, like because it's quieter, you're like you're in the outskirts of town, so it's not playing like the full song that is like you know very, very happy on the mask. You know, it's playing like a very mellow, very calm. You know, because you're you know like you're going up the mountain, so it's like a little bit off the beaten path. It's what you'd imagine if you were like hiking through the woods. Like you're not gonna want to be kind listening to something really, like rambunctious and bombastic. You're gonna want to listen to something that's almost kind of more like lo-fi or like folk music sounding or something like you're going to want to match the energy of what's around you but i think the interesting part of that thing is that uh, and they do that with a lot of the combat music as well where like the combat music is essentially the same song but with different instruments and it feels mm -hmm. completely different because of it um and for me that showcases like how to be very efficient with your music making right yeah like you change very small little things 
and for the player for the consumer experience it's all it's already like um, immensely like more more amazing mm-hmm. which is one of the things where like they're, they're, they do this in Getting the Car Loser with some visual aspects, which I enjoy. So in the game, when you go to like a rest shrine or a gas station stop, when you heal your characters, you pray to like a shrine. Uh-huh. Um, and the shrine will look different depending on which act you are in the game. And that is like a very small like change, you know, mm-hmm. but that is enough to like trigger that part of me of my brain of being like, oh, this is different. You know, if yeah. they could have done this, something similar to the music where it's like, Imagine if it's like the same gas station music throughout each act, each of the acts, but you just change the instrument. So like if you're in the desert area, you put some more like country, like you maybe you 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 know switch the 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 electric bass for like a cello or something, you know, like or like a just a normal acoustic bass, and then you just put you know like some like a violin or something um, instead of a synth because now you're mm-hmm. in the desert area. Like just small little things like that would have been like already like enough to make the soundtrack like really like shine you, you don't need yeah. to make like a, a fully new you know uh track for each little area it's just like make little changes on existing tracks and that would be already more than enough to make it feel much more different or at least like this was and i think intent is important right, right. because like if you do that it feels like there's the intent of trying it to make different it doesn't feel lazy. It feels like it was like a, an artistic decision to be like, hey, we're using the same track just with different things. It doesn't feel like we're being lazy. It feels like an artistic decision, even <laughs> if the intent was that was like, I'm not going to like write completely new music for, for all these areas. So yeah, I feel like absolutely. it would be a relatively easy fix, especially because they're doing DLCs. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing the the, the 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 company, the developer, uh, Love Love Conquers All, they must have some budget to like you know get some new tracks <laughs> i haven't played the <laughs> dlc so i don't know how it like you know holds up against the main game but i feel like you know you could have gotten someone to like make more tracks for for all this stuff that you're going to be doing constantly i don't know i'm i'm kind of i'm looking at the page right now and it looks like the uh producer programmer and writer are all the same person the only difference is the composer so i don't <laughs> know like what their budget was and it's very, very likely that the composer was like, well, this is what you can afford. So here it is. <laughs> and just, it could be. It could know, be. Because the music I, is good. I don't know. The, the little bit of music we to, have is amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not like casting any slander on this composer whatsoever. I'm literally just theorizing from a Wikipedia page. So, you know, no lawsuits, please. I, I'm literally just trying to speculate a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying, right? It's like, I feel like, you know, like as much, uh, like as good as the 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 writing is in here and mm-hmm. as good as the little bit of music we have is in here and as good as the combat mechanics are because the combat mechanics are good i think it's just a balancing issue more than anything um like there is a lot of like you know um places where i'm like you couldn't you know you couldn't like hit someone on soundcloud and give them like a 50 for like a different like little jingle for your gas station, you know? <laughs> like I feel like there 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 are, you know, or you have like someone who would be happy to, you know, like get a, a special fee to be in your special queer game. Because I know a lot a lot of like, you know, queer uh content creators that would be like, man, I totally would love to do something. Like, you know, you can pay them, <laughs> you know, essentially a symbolic tax to to be in your cool queer game. 
Well, um, so. um, I I did our opening music. I could literally take that song and just like throw in some pianos or something. If if the writers want to hire me, I'm I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? It feels like it feels like it would would not be like a, a like a incredibly difficult fix to to get around. But yeah. I also do understand, like you said, there is like you know budgetary limitations because it, it is all made. Not all of it, but it's primarily made by by Christina Love. So uh, yeah, and person, I've I've so literally it's, never it's... created something that was going into a video game. I don't know if there are like different parameters that you have to do. Right. So please yeah. just take this as me being cheeky and not like actually attacking another creator <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Just making jokes, folks. Again, I I never played uh, Persona. So I can't really comment on that. I know the soundtrack reminds me of Persona because Persona soundtrack is incredibly famous. Like I know the soundtracks, I've never played the game. But I can't imagine they only have like, you know, three or two combat music because like almost the entirety of the Persona soundtrack is also like song. There's like, you know, lyrics to it. I've and never when you it either, get to a so game like this... this you could literally be telling me anything yeah. and I'd be like, oh, it is an entirely death metal soundtrack. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like uh, uh, like the, the the issue is with like the common music. I love, again, weird ideas, I think. Like I just feel like maybe they ran out of time. Maybe there's like a budgetary issue. The tutorial area of getting the car loser has some pretty good soundtrack for combat, mm-hmm. but it's not sung. Yeah. Um, and then once you get once you finish the tutorial, you get there's something you know like that's the song you get for the rest of the 12 hours you're gonna be playing. So I do wonder like what happened there. So like I said, maybe I'll check the DLC. Maybe I'll see if uh, anything gets gets you know changed up. But it's really like a shame because it is a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that it's like like a very fun, interesting game if you enjoy RPGs. In an absolutely slog, horrible game, you probably hate if you don't. But <laughs> looking past the game mechanics, the dialogue is amazing. The theme concept of the game is amazing. Um, it's just very unfortunate that at the end of the day, the game is like bogged down by such like a lot of technical issues. Because I feel like all these issues we've, we've been talking about would have could have been like uh, completely ignored if the game was like perhaps a bit shorter. You know, mm-hmm. was a little like less padded, yeah. Um, because uh, and also like you don't get a lot of interaction in the game aside from combat, which I think is like is a huge difference from something like Super Lesbian and MRPG. Because in that game, you get to walk around, explore, and talk with a bunch of people. This one, you're pretty much like glued to your seat in the car, and like the only thing you can do besides picking some dialogue choices is to do combat. So that's like the only yeah. like interaction you have in the game, essentially, and the fact that it's like so, um, c- it can get so repetitive. I feel like it really drags it down from being a perfect game. But that's not to say that it's not a fun game. Like I said, I, I did enjoy my time with it. I feel like if you enjoy RPGs, you're probably gonna get a lot out of it. Um, the characters are amazing. It has amazing representation. Like you know, mm-hmm. you have trans characters, queer characters, non-binary characters. You have gender fluid characters and all of them are like pretty big and important to the story. And like, it's not like their queerness is just like, like a throwaway line. It's like a huge, like a very big portion of their like personality and like uh, of who they are. So that is always good to see. So I would say that like in queerness, this game's got a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, In game, I would probably say a seven. 
Right. I'm, I'm going to have to go like ahead light and agree with you. <laughs> um, it is a great game. It really is. It's not my style. Uh, I think that what you need to understand coming into this is, yes, it is a pure RPG. It is not an open world. It's not uh, It's not a space yeah. where you can go out and explore. You're not going to get like diversity of situations or music, as we discussed, or like really the world. Um it is an RPG, but it's one that you're following a very specific path. So I think probably that was my, I don't really like this moment with it because I do like to have a big open world that I can go bounce around in. Um, otherwise, absolutely very, very great game. And if it's the type of um, thing that you enjoy, like that inventory management and you know upgrading and, and trying to strategize your way through a game, absolutely perfect just once again not my thing but not to say it wouldn't be for literally everybody else in the world yeah honestly this game is very conflicting for me because like the more we talk about it the more i think like this game would be amazing as a virtual novel a visual yes. novel you know absolutely yeah uh, <laughs> and i hate visual novels <laughs> and I, i'm constantly complaining like i wish queer games had more gameplay in it and then mm -hmm. this game goes like above and beyond to add like some really complex and, and difficult mechanics. And I'm like, man, I liked it, but it would probably get a much wider audience <laughs> if it wasn't like so bogged down by like really complicated like game mechanics. Right. It's just uh, a really conflicting thing. Yeah, like Steph said, it's not for everyone. Definitely not for everyone. But if you do enjoy uh, like, you know, RPGs in the sense of like actually making builds and stuff, yeah, you're probably mm -hmm. going to have a really good time. Um, and like, I think because again, all these queer games are like really cheap. These indie games are pretty cheap. Yeah. Like this is not a triple A game. It's not 60 bucks. Like I think I paid like $14 or the equivalent for it. Like mm -hmm. I'd say buy it. Even if you yeah. don't, even at the end of the day, you don't like it. You're supporting queer content creators, making queer content, which is, you know, absolutely great. It's amazing. Yeah. And even for me, I probably only put maybe five hours into it um, as opposed to the amount of time that Jackie did. And I still, it was still worth what I paid for it. So definitely give it a yeah. shot. It's don't let, let my bitching about small things turn you off. It, <laughs> it is a really good game. I just like to complain. That's my thing. Yeah. And that's important too. Cause if we complain about it and we make our voices heard, maybe on the next game that love conquers all, make they'll you know they'll grow as a creator and make stuff that is more more in line with what we want that's why i think it's like so important to actually give money to these creators and let them like actually follow their passion because that's how you get even better stuff out there absolutely okay that's been another episode of arcade militia thank you again for listening to us i would like to say a special thanks to our patrons pixie and a can of raid and yeah, uh, support the content creators. Uh, go by getting the car loser if you think it would be interested in this game. Actually turned out to be quite a fun game, even with all the drawbacks I've mentioned. So yeah, uh, have a good rest of Pride, everyone. Remember, you can support us at our Patreon by going to JackieComics.com or Patreon.com slash JackieComics.
remember to comment, like, and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) And all the call to actions I have on my list that really don't matter. (laughs) 